What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. And praise the Lord and welcome to Teshuva with In Divine Ministries. And tonight we got Pastor James A. Moore. Of, of Olive Branch Ministries out of Kansas City, Missouri. Glory be to God. We are thankful to have him back. Amen. I know we've been having fun with me, but this is where the real teaching comes in at. Amen. Glory be to God. For what I don't know, he can fill in the blanks. Amen. Glory be to God. We are so blessed to have him join us. Amen. On this call. Uh, glory be to God. And if, uh, not to hold things up any further, I'm going to turn everything over to him, to Pastor James Moore. Uh, praise the Lord and be blessed. Amen, amen. Uh, we are on uh, today's date is L24, the year 5776 from creation. Um, uh, on the Gregorian calendar, that's Tuesday, September 27th, uh, 20th year of our Lord, 2016, and uh, it's day 25 of Teshuva for this year, and uh, uh, there's a note at the bottom of the page immediately before that that says, in preparation for day 25, read the article, The Eternal One's Ways and Words, on page 34. Um, yes. So, uh, do you want to start there? I would assume that would be a good place to start. Yes. Okay. Praise the Lord. We'll go to page thirty-four. Uh, Amen. Glory be to God. Have you read it? I I glanced over it. Um, I was making copies of it for the tonight's class for the group that I was supposed to do in Brockton because I was going to do, I was going to do that with them because they, he had me set up for two and a half hours and this really don't even take like an hour and a half, even with the lesson. Uh, but uh, I did look at it and I was, I was, I was saying that this was, um, this was pretty interesting, but I, I'm glad that you're here to talk about this more so we can really get some, uh, uh, get the real true definition because I couldn't teach this. <laughs> I really couldn't. Amen. Well, I don't know what I can add that, that she has to put in here. It is a very interesting article, and, uh, and uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, okay. It is. It's a very interesting concept. Very interesting thing. Uh, I mean, so uh, eternal one's ways, eternal one's words and ways. 
says, Malachi reports his immutability. I, Yahweh, change not. Malachi 3 and 6, yes. Go ahead. Um, Isaiah 6 says eternal existence. Before me there was no Elohim, neither shall there be after me. Isaiah 43, 10. Uh, I quote that a lot of times when I'm praying. Uh, uh, You are God and there is no other. And then uh, when I joined with a, uh, 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 the other group, the Sanctuary of Faith people, I, I heard them always saying, uh, 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 you are God all by yourself. And it's uh, pretty much the same thing, same concept. Uh, uh, he's the only God. There is no other. Uh, um all the other gods are just pieces of wood and stone um, or just intangible ideas that we like the the dollar and uh, um, sex and whatever we worship in this yeah. life. But, uh, so uh, eternal one's word, the Tanakh, Yeshua. Yeshua is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Uh, that Word, the Word, Word, Logos, if you, uh, uh, that's the Greek word. Uh, if you uh, look at the Aramaic word, which most of the New Testament was originally read, written in, it's what the people spoke in those days. Uh, it was uh, it means mindset. The, uh, uh, Jesus is the way of God. It's just uh, everything about because He is God. Uh, Jesus often said, "I and the Father are one." Uh, and in this verse from Psalm one thirty eight two, you have magnified your word even above above your name. Amen. Yeshua revealed himself to his Jewish brethren on the road to Emmaus as the Tanakh, which is the Hebrew name for the Old Testament. Um, Tanakh is an anachronism. Uh, it's three Jewish letters. Uh, it's the uh, uh, initial letters of uh, the three sections of the Old Testament writing uh, in the the Jewish Bible. Uh, First is the Torah. Uh, That's the Tav, is the letter. Uh, I don't know all the letters, but I do know that one. Uh, uh, And that's the Law of Moses. Uh, The Nevi'im, the prophets. Uh, And the uh, Tet, uh, is the first letter of Ketuvim, which is uh, it's the writing. There's a section that's called writing um, in English. Uh, it's, well, it, it's where we get the word scripture uh, from the Greek. But Ketuvim is the 
Jewish name for the Psalms, which is the initial book of that section. And uh, the, the Jews often name uh, what they're naming. Uh, several of the books of the Bible is, is uh, the name of the the name of the book is the first word, uh, the first Hebrew word in the book, and uh, the uh, the first word represents the whole thing. So the first book in the writing section is is uh, Psalms or Ketuvim. So uh, Ketuvim is the name that they give to that section. And that's where they get the KH, which is a, a single letter in Hebrew. And it, mm. it, it makes the sound... Uh, it, it's hard to make the sound, so most people just make the K sound. It's it's, it's almost like you're clearing your throat. Uh, that word... Tanakh. Tanakh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's where that word comes from. The Tanakh is the, uh, is the Old Testament scripture, what we call the Old Testament. And the Jews call it the whole Bible. Um, these are my words that I spoke to you, written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. And uh, in Luke 24:44, and when, when Jesus said that, he was talking about the Tanakh, but he used the full name. Uh, uh, these are the words that I spoke to you, written about me in the Torah, in the uh, Nevi'im, and in the Ketuvim. Uh, is how he would have said it. Uh, they knew John's revelation. The word was made flesh and walked among us. Uh, also during his ministry, he told them that he spoke only what the Father gave him to speak. Having seen him, they had seen the Father. He was the true bread that came down from heaven, the light of the world, and the good shepherd that laid down his his life for his sheep. During the Emmaus walk um, in Luke, after the resurrection, the, the two disciples, uh, uh, not one of the, the twelve uh, disciples, but the uh, but uh, two other disciples uh, were walking along on their way to Emmaus and discussing. Uh, what had been happening in the last few days about Jesus dying and then some women saying that he was alive and uh, they were wondering what was going on and Jesus showed up and they didn't recognize him. Uh, and uh, he talked to them about uh, about himself, about Jesus. He spoke from, uh, from the Old Testament, the Torah, uh, and uh, described to them how uh, the Messiah had to suffer and die and be, and raise, be raised again from the dead, and uh, then they they uh, when they got to Emmaus, Jesus went in to, to share a meal with them, to the easy meal, and uh, uh, he prayed for the meal and, and broke the bread, and as soon as he did that, they recognized him and he disappeared, and uh, so they got up and. Ran back to uh, 
Jerusalem, excitedly telling everybody that they've seen the Lord. Uh, during Aramaic's walk, his words gripped their hearts. When he finally opened their eyes in the breaking of the bread, they were filled with joy. But Satan has a plot. He doesn't want us to know anything about Torah. Uh, the Jews have their eyes are scaled to the Messiah, to Jesus being the Messiah, and the Gentiles' eyes are scaled to uh, the Jews and the importance of the Torah. And uh, uh, the Lord is uh, awakening uh, at least Christians now, and, I, and uh, I know there are a lot of Jews that are coming to Jesus and, and accepting him as their Messiah, and uh, we praise the Lord for this, and uh, we're learning things. Satan's plot, the Gentile fathers exit the great way. Centuries later, after this Emmaus, after Jesus rose from the dead, um, it begs the question, how did Christianity, the spiritual offspring of Judaism, drift so far from our Hebraic roots? When the early Gentile fathers took the helm of the body of believers, they found themselves without biblical text or Jewish leadership. After the apostles died off, uh, most of the Christians were Gentiles. And... Uh, They had a tendency to start doing things their own way. Hmm. Sound like a lot of us. <laughs> yep. And then when the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, and then um, basically, uh, well, there was uh, what's called the Bakopa Rebellion in 125, something like that. Uh, and uh, the Romans came in and put down the rebellion and uh, uh, kicked all of the Jews out of uh, the, the Middle East completely and said, you can't live here anymore and rename the area. Uh, it was, uh, well, two regions called Judea, or three, Judea, Samaria, and uh, Galilee, renamed it Palestine. And... Uh, and made it illegal for the Jews to live there. And after that, the Gentile Christians started worrying about themselves, so they started trying to distance themselves from the Jews. Bowls were not readily available, and it would be another 200 years before the New Testament was canonized. Since they were prime candidates for Satan's plot. After the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, their natural senses led them to conclude that Elohim was replacing the Jewish people with the Ecclesia as the new Israel. And there are many Christians who still believe that. It's called replacement theology, and it still exists today that the Christians replace the Jews as God's chosen people, uh, which is not supported by scripture at all and uh, it started out in this time period right here that uh, when uh, there were many Gentile Christians who just bought into that into Satan's plot to destroy God's people. The briefest historical textual overlay of the seven assemblies 
beginning with Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2, Yeshua's first rebuke. You have left your first love. Uh, and progressing to Laodicea in Revelation 3, reveals a lucid picture. And that was a, uh, a series, a long series of lessons that, uh, that, that Marilyn did, um, Ministries of New Life. And uh, it's a very interesting thing to, 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 to do a historical overlay of the uh, church history over top of the, uh, the seven churches in Revelations 2 and 3 and how it, how it progressed further and further away from Torah and, wow. and more into hatred of Jews uh, until uh, in the Laodicean church, which is the age we're in now, uh, it, we're... Uh, the church as a, as a whole has completely uh, forgotten Torah, putting it aside. And uh, they begin everything with the New Testament and, and only look at the Old Testament to, uh, to support what they're saying um, and if they even do that. Um, Christianity's history is fraught with anti-Semitic aggression couched in antinomian or anti-law or in Torah rhetoric, anti-Torah. Uh, Anti-Semitic means against the Semites. Jews are descendants of Shem, the three sons of Noah, uh, and that's where the word comes from, the Semitic, the descendants of Shem, and anti-Semitic in hatred of uh, the Semites, uh, which is most of the people in the Middle East. So if you don't hate the Jews, you hate the, the uh, Arabs. Uh, and God wants us to love everybody. But uh, for the most part, the word anti-Semitic means hatred of Jews, opposed to the Jews. But it's all hate. And that's what Satan is all about. That is what Islam is all about. It's a religion of hate. Uh, and uh, we worship Yahweh, not Allah. And Yahweh is love. God is love. And anything not done out of love is anti-Christian, anti-God. Antinomianism, uh, antinomian uh, means anti, and nomian means law. It's from the Latin word for law. Uh, so it's against the law. And law is, uh, the Torah is usually called law. Um, there are reasons for that. Um, Torah is, it, it, the word literally means instruction or teaching. Uh, it is the revelation of who and what God is. Uh, we look at it as law because we want to uh, we want to please uh, our God. Uh, but what it, but what all of those do's and don'ts, if you want to call it that, from the Old Testament is really uh, God revealing 
what he's like. Like like married people are supposed to do to each other. They're supposed to let each other know, this is is the way I like them. And we do that for them just to please them. Even though our God is already pleased with us, uh, yes, we... uh, well, like our children, we love our children no matter what. Uh, even Amen. When but it's easier to love them when they're good. When they yes. Don't That's true. Uh, this pattern paved the way for Christianity to follow their Gentile leaders back to Babylon. Um, I'm not entirely sure what that sentence is supposed to mean. Um, I think she's uh, uh, referring to uh, some of the uh, uh, prophecies and revelations about uh, that we're going into captivity or uh, that we're... um, well, I'm not, I'm not sure what that means uh, entirely. I, I, I think it's um, that uh, it's just referring to the fact that we're, uh, uh, that the church as a whole throughout the world is, is, uh, is more of, like the Babylonian religion is Judaism. Uh, and something like, like Easter. Um, uh, Easter is a uh, uh, Eastern European goddess of fertility uh, equivalent to Asherah. The god the goddess in the Old Testament that made so much problem for uh, for the Jews. Jezebel was a high priestess of the uh, of the of the Asherah uh, cult. Um, Jewish scholar Avi Ben Mordechai in Galatians, a Torah-based Commentary. Um, that's the name of his book, not the uh, book of uh, the Epistle to the Galatians in the Bible. Uh, it, we may be talking about the book of Galatians, but I'm not sure. I haven't read the book. I'm not familiar with it. But this quote in here uh, from that book: Today, what we have in our midst is a theological system, the church that wears a biblical garment woven with antinomian ideas against the law. Um, saying that uh, uh, we're free in Christ, therefore we don't have to pay any attention to the law. All the do's and don'ts in the Old Testament is irrelevant to us, and, and uh, we don't even have to even look at them. There's a lot of Christians who say that. Perhaps we could liken this garment to a counterfeit coat of many colors worn by Joseph. 
Um, that's the Hebrew way of saying Joseph. There is no J in the Hebrew language. And before about 300 years ago, there wasn't one in English either. Really? Uh, what made uh, them decide to throw in a J? They created, I don't know, uh, they created it to uh, make Jesus or Jesus, is the Greek word, uh, turn it into uh, starting with a J for like uh, Jupiter. I'm not really sure exactly why they created the letter J. It doesn't make much sense to me. Isn't that funny? Because our Mesa name is A J M A C I A, but you the, the J is completely silent, like it didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the story of Joseph is in the book of Bereshit, uh, which is the Hebrew word for beginning. It's the first word of the book of Genesis in Hebrew. And so they call it beginning. And the book of Genesis is a book of beginning. And that's literally what Genesis means also. The book of beginnings. Mm-hmm. Or the beginning. So the code of many colors comes from Genesis 37.3. The garment belonging to the church system, although it may look like the birthright coat of Joseph, Joseph is really something entirely different, as it is colorfully woven with the erroneous ideas of Ignatius, the Episcopal of Barnabas, Marcion, the Sostum, and untold others like them. These are uh, these are some of the church fathers that we study in church history. Uh, great men of the faith. It is this system that has required all its adherents to accept its negative views of the Mosaic Law, the Torah, as handed down to them by their church fathers on a theological silver platter. That's found on page three of that book. Christianity's call. Uh, this is the call that that, that uh, Marilyn is trying to give uh, the the the, uh, the 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 teachings that she's currently giving in her in her meeting. Restore authority of the Torah. Christianity must come to grips with the long-standing error of following their anti-Semitic, antinomian teachings in preference to the words given to Moses at Mount Sinai. At Sinai, Yahweh came down and spoke to Moses mouth to mouth. His finger, like a laser beam, wrote the Ten Commandments. The Apostle Peter verifies the Holy Spirit was the authority by which the prophets spoke. In 1 Peter 1.21, um, I used to have that verse memorized. It's uh, uh, holy men of old spoke. Uh, under the power of the Holy Spirit. On the other hand, Greek scholar Dr. William Morford in his One Man Bible, One New Man Bible, 
Um, I do have a copy of that book, and I use it when I'm studying. I don't. Uh, I find it a little hard to read. Um, I like the uh, complete Jewish Bible better. By another, uh, well, this is uh, it's written by a Jewish scholar. Uh, this guy, it, it, Dr. William Morford, is is actually uh, I forgot what denomination it is now, but he's, he's a pastor, a Christian pastor, but he had a uh, a uh, Orthodox rabbi friend that he spoke with a lot and he studied under, and, and he wrote this. One New Man Bible. He explains, as much as we would like to think that every word in the New Testament was written by the first century author, such is not the case. Early copies were early copiers were sending good news to a friend, not knowing that what they were copying would later be scripture. The New Testament, as it was copied, was never subjected to the standards of the Hebrew Masoretic text copied by the Jewish scribes, or of classic literature, which was copied by professional copiers. Most of the changes in the New Testament were additions added with the intention of bringing clarity. But there are also mistakes in copying and misspelling. Since New Testament copiers were not Jewish, Many of the additions showed a lack of knowledge of the Jewish scriptures and Jewish customs. I have a little bit higher view of the uh, uh, authority of scripture than that. Uh, I do, I, I, I agree with this, but this is almost making it sound like uh, the, the text is corrupted uh, beyond recognition, and I don't buy that. I think God protects his word better than that. That's my own personal view. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but but it is true that uh, almost all of the names in the New Testament of people, uh, well, they're all Jews, but, they, but they're almost all Greek names. Uh, which would be a, uh, uh, this would have been done by um, later people who didn't want uh, their scriptures to sound Jewish. Because the church decided they hated Jews. And then when the, uh, when the crusades happened, the, originally the crusades were supposed to be to help the uh, Christians in the Middle East uh, overcome, uh, well, in the Middle East and in in present-day Turkey, uh, to overcome uh, persecution from the Muslims. But then they started attacking Jews, too. And the Pope, who sent them out, uh, never... Uh, never called them on and sometimes even encouraged them.
Most Christians look exclusively to the New Testament as their spiritual source. Torah teaching, which the Jews esteem with highest respect, most Christians have little, if any, interest in it. I have a lot of interest in it, and that's what I've called to in my Bible studies that I've been doing, um, well, for almost a year now. And I don't see it stopping anytime soon, going to another, any other kind of uh, uh, cycle through the Word. While Christians often bypass Sinai, the Jews read Torah every day of every year. Christians consider Torah has been done away with, yet Messiah went on earth unequivocally stated that not one yod or stroke of the pen would pass from the Torah teaching as long as there was a heaven and earth. Hence, we know that under the apostles' leadership, Jewish and Gentile believers in the first century revered and observed Torah with diligence and love. The early Gentile fathers' teachings were costly. Our mistakes are crucial. We failed to place the New Testament on its proper foundation, on the Torah or the Shanach. Instead, Christians have treated the New Testament as an independent document having its own authority without connection or accountability to its authoritative source, the Tanakh. Clearly, a misunderstanding of some New Testament passages exists, such as Galatians and Hebrews, since we have viewed them through Gentile lenses, devoid of their inherent Hebraic context. Uh, I had something in mind right there and I, in connection with that, and now my, it just went away. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> you just have uh, it right on the tip of uh-oh. your tongue, too, and you're like, what, what happened to it? <laughs> this thing we call the New Testament, there's really nothing new in it. Everything in the New Testament is actually in the Old Testament. It's concealed in some way, but if you if you start looking at the New Testament as uh, uh, explanation and commentary on the Torah, the revelation of God, then then some things start coming out showing how this uh, all of this New Testament teaching is actually part, part of Torah. It's in the Old Testament. Um, the only thing new, it's called the New Covenant, and that actually is verbiage that comes from Jeremiah, is that the law lives in us instead of on a piece of paper that we try to uh, adhere to. That's the only thing really different about the New Testament from the Old Testament, and that was prophesied in Jeremiah. I will give you a new heart of flesh to replace your heart of stone. Foundation. When the New Testament is placed in its proper foundation, the Torah, the Nach, the scriptures form a unified structure enhancing the divine hallmarks of each. 
The New Testament unlocks hidden mysteries of the Tanakh. It counterbalances the eternal one's righteous judgment displayed at Mount Sinai with grace, mercy, reveals through Yeshua the Messiah. John 1.17. I think that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The New Testament is the welcome center to the wandering Gentiles seeking truth and the way to the Father. When the New Testament is set out as an independent document, it is severed from its authority, the Torah and Tanakh. It opens the door to an improper exegesis that that replaces the meaning of the original text and often results in twisting the truth of Scripture. Any questions? Comment? No, no, sir. No, sir, at all. This is very clear. Do you anticipate any uh, from anybody who might be listening to the recording? I'll try to well, cover. If they, if, they have, if they have questions, they can email you. Or they can e- and they can email you where? Uh, Pastor J.A. Moore at gmail.com. Amen. And you can uh, email me, Apostle Orlina, at inthevine.co at gmail.com. Amen. Glory be to God. So this was tonight's lesson by Pastor Moore, The Eternal One's Words and Ways. And it really gives you a little insight on the history, amen, glory be to God, of the Tanaka, the Tanakh, amen, and the plot of how that we moved away from the Torah, amen, glory be to God, where we should be closer to it because of uh, that the separation and because those scrolls were not ready as of yet, that people began to do their own thing. It's just like when the children of Israel, when they got freed from Egypt and they went into, uh, amen, out into the wilderness, they began to do their own thing because they felt like they were on their own. Moses was up in the mountain getting the laws. Amen. Glory be to God. They were left alone and they began to do their own thing. It wasn't until he came back to the law came back with the law, said he was able to restructure their behaviors, amen, and how their ways. And this is, once again, um, we're coming back to talk about this here um, instruction, glory be to God, of the building of the word of God and how these scrolls and scribes were important for us to keep, keep our bond and closeness to God, amen. So I'm glad for tonight's um, uh, uh, message, and thank you, Pastor Moore, for this. Um, This is really something I want you to go back for those who are listening. Please go back to our link. It's on our page. Click on it and go to this uh, call, The Eternal One, Words and Way, 
and study this up for yourself. You will find some really nice tidbits in here that will help and assist you uh, with this learning of this here word. Amen. Glory be to God. Is there anything more you want to share, Pastor Moore? No, that's it. Amen, Goose. You ready for what? I'm ready to go into the prayer guide if you are. Oh, yes, yes, most definitely. (laughs) Praise God. We're going over to the prayer guide right now. Amen. Glory be to God. Uh, Once again. We're in LU 24, Tuesday, September 27th. This is our 25th day. Uh, Pastor Moore said that earlier, and when I said it, I looked at it and I said, my God, 15 days left. 15 days left in this teshuva. And I've really been um, excited. Um, somebody new has been showing up on the lines. Um there's some nights it's just Pastor Moore and myself. There's some nights it's just Dr. Slaughter and myself. But when we get new people on, I, I tell you, it, it excites me. And now that I know that we'll have people listening in the archives, this really excites me more. If you want us to bring Teshuva to your town, amen, and not just on a call, but you physically want to set up a teshuva site in your town, a city, country, wherever you are. Amen. Glory be to God. You can contact Pastor Moore once again, Pastor James A. Moore. Amen. Glory be to God at gmail.com. You want to make sure that you contact him. Amen. Glory be to God. And uh, uh, once again, we will find a way. We'll get somebody over to your neck of the woods. Amen. Glory be to God in your area, in your region. Amen. Glory be to God. So we can set up a teshuva in your area. Teshuva usually starts between August and September. The start and it usually finishes at, um, in October. And um, I would tell you to go over to mnewlife.org. Join their mailing list. You join the mailing list, you get the book in the mail for free. Please join that mailing list so you can join us in the prayer sessions. Amen. Um, if we're going to come to your town, you'll, you and your constituents will already have the book. Amen. Glory be to God. Or you can always go on that same website mnewlife.org, and when you get there, they do have the books available. You can order them for a small fee. Amen. Glory be to God. You can order past books from that that same site. Amen. Glory be to God. And just I'm telling you, this 40 days of prayer is life-changing. It really awakened something that's dead in your spirit, and it gives God an opportunity to come in like never before. Amen. Uh, I'm going to turn this back over to Pastor Moore. Amen. Glory be to God. We really appreciate him. Thank you, Pastor Moore, and it's all yours. Yeah. Um, yep, that's, that's right. We have uh, just 15 days left. 
in Teshuvah. The last ten days are known uh, as the high holy days uh, for the Jews, or, or it's sometimes called the day of the days of all. Um, uh, that's A W E. Those are days that almost every Jew goes into a period of repentance. Uh, and there, uh, there, there are many Jews who do not, uh, that, that don't worry about teshuva uh, during the month of Elul. Uh, they don't. They wait until Rosh Hashanah and then start from there. Uh, but for the last ten, uh, the last ten days of it. The first ten days of the new year. Uh, so that's just, that, that, the the high holy days, uh, the fall festivals are coming up, and we'll soon here. But today, we are repenting for failing to know Yahweh's ways uh, are eternal. Repenting for failing to know that Yahweh's ways are eternal. Uh, for failing to know the things that were in that article that we just read and discussed a little bit. Uh, Exodus 13 says, Please show me now your ways that I may know you. Uh, That's actually a a, a prayer that I I try to pray a lot. I mixed it with, uh, I think it's in Isaiah, that says uh, God's ways are, are higher than our ways. Uh, who can know them? And then uh, Moses' prayer in Exodus 33. Uh, if I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, please show me your way, that I may know you and that I may find favor in your sight. And uh, the way to get to know somebody is to study them, to watch them, to learn from them, and we learn about God by studying His ways in, in, the, uh, in, in the Scripture, uh, as uh, uh, as carried out, walked out by Jesus in the New Testament. Um, we didn't open with the beginning, did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> You went right into teaching. You like me. You just jumped right into it. <laughs> well, let's pray now. Okay. Praise God. You want me to pray? Yes, please. Father, I thank you once again for tonight's teshuva, and I thank you tonight for even the beginning lesson that we had. Father, for the eternal one's words and ways. God, it's just another awakening, another open, another layer that's being uncovered and unraveled for what we're missing for not being part of that Torah, of our Jewish teachings, our heritage, God. You said that we are the ambassadors to your word, God. And, Father, right now, in your son, Yeshua's name, God, we praise and we lift you up. And we want to say thank you, God, for all that you have acquired in us, God. Father, right now, we appreciate and we love on you. We love your word. We love your teachings. Thank you once again for Pastor Moore. 
Uh, thank you once again for Dr. Slaughter and everybody else who's been joining these calls. And, Father, for even for you that is listening in the archives, we appreciate you and we thank you and we love on you. And your son, Yeshua's name, amen. Amen, amen. And uh, we have some scriptures here to, to start us off with. Yes, I got them. Amen. Oh, Dr. Prophetess is here. Praise God. (laughs) Uh, Scriptures, scriptures, where are you? There you go. Okay. So our first scripture tonight is coming from Proverbs 3 and 5. Amen. And it says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Hosea 14 and 9 states this, Who is wise? And he shall understand these things, prudent, and he shall not, he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them, but the transgressors shall fall therein. Malachi 3 and 6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Amen. And Malachi 3 and 6 states that, For I am the Lord, I change not. Oh, I just said that. In Hebrews Hebrews 13 and 8. Hebrews. I'm sorry, I had to update that. I apologize. There we go. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13 and 8. Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord, we uh, look to you for guidance as we, as we uh, pray. And uh, Lord, we worship you. We bow down before you. Declare your greatness and worthiness. You are Almighty God. Thank you. 
Praise the Lord, and you know that it's working by William Murphy. Amen. Glory be to God. I'm turning this back over to Pastor Moore. Amen. 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 So we enter into the courts of heaven with confession and repentance, and we pray, our Father, Yahweh, Elohim, our righteous judge, we humbly enter your court in the name of Yeshua, and by his blood to confess and repent for myself and my family, for the sin of failing to know Yahweh's ways are eternal. I renounce all evil influences associated with this sin. Please remove all accusations and curses that were brought against myself and my family for the sin I am confessing. Amen. Father, we pray. Amen. In your in your son Yeshua Jesus' name for failing to know that Yahweh's ways are truly eternal, God. Father, I thank you because you said that your people shall perish for lack of knowledge. God, we didn't know. Amen. Glory be to God. Jesus once upon a time had said Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, sometimes we may ask for forgiveness, but it's because of that lack of knowledge that we don't know. Amen. But, Father, you told us once upon a time you winked at our sins because that uh, we didn't know, but now that we are aware, Father, right now, we're going to continue to pray and press forward and dig deeper into Yahweh's ways and learning of him, of Yeshua. Amen. Learn of the Jew- Jewish ways, God. Father, right now, that will open us up to blessings, to, to connections to you, God. Hallelujah. Straightway, even as we continue to pray for Israel, glory be to God. I shared today, God, that we would doing this prayer every night, and the woman of God said, because of that, you shall be blessed. So, Father, we want to want just not just to say thank you, but God, right now, we continue to repent for not knowing, amen, glory be to God, and making us aware of your circumstances, God. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you because now we know, and now we're no longer ignorant of your ways, God, and we're no longer can be, uh, hallelujah, we now can make ourselves more responsible of being, making sure that we learn more of your ways, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We pray for the church, for the ecclesia, the gathering of the called out ones, called out and called together. Uh, local assembly, leadership, we pray for our pastors, the leaders in our churches. If we will have greater revelation that, that our Father's ways are eternal. From Genesis to Revelation. Amen. Malachi 3 and 6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. 
Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Amen. Father, I continue to pray for our pastors, God, that not only they will have a greater revelation, but as they even doing the study through the Bible through the years, God, that the pages that they turn, they start to open up in a new direction form, that they, they take a higher learning, God, that they ask themselves deeper questions so they dig more into you. Father, right now, I, I believe that between Genesis and Revelations, that something, someone can change a corner. They can change their ways, that they can be opened up and elevated by your word. We thank you for that right now. In your son Yeshua's name, amen. And as members of the body of Christ, we humbly repent for failing to know our Father's ways are eternal. Our Father, as we approach Messiah's coming, may we have a fresh awakening of your ways, your time, your season. Amen. And there's a time and season for everything. And Father, we continue to repent for failing to not just to know, but not to learn. In order to do better, you have to learn better. And in order to learn better, you have to get a hunger for these ways, God. And, Father, I thank God that I'm hungry now, hungry to to want to study more of your way, God. Not my way, but your way. Just as Jesus has said in, in the Father right now when he was praying in the land of Gethsemane, he says, Father, if it not be my will, but your will be done. It is your will that I need to learn, God. Amen. Our Father, thank you for giving us your spirit to bring to our remembrance, remembrance your word and your way. Psalms 119 and 89 states, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen. Now, Israel, what does Yahweh thy God require of thee but to fear Yahweh thy God to walk in all of his words? Deuteronomy 10 12. Turn our thoughts to Israel, we pray for Israel's leaders. Our Father, we ask you to bless Israel's leaders with resolve not to remove the ancient landmarks. Proverbs 22. Okay. Um, Proverbs 22 and 28 states, Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Uh, this week, I'm looking at the blessings and the curses in, uh, in Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. is cursed is he who moves a boundary stone. Uh, they didn't put fences around their property in those days. They just put up a, 
a stone marker at the edge of their property. And uh, and, and people uh, would, uh, at times, uh, um, in, in trying to make their land uh, bigger, and their, uh, they would uh, steal some of their neighbor's land by moving the stone, uh, moving that boundary stone out. And uh, uh, that's what it's talking about, the ancient landmark, the boundary. And the boundaries that God has set, he wants us to leave alone. Hmm. On April 11th of this year, the executive board for UNESCO uh, passed a resolution in Paris that called Israel the occupying power. The Western Wall Plaza was called Al-Barakh Plaza after Mohammed's donkey. And the Temple Mount platform, they called Al-Aqsa Mosque, Al-Haram Al-Sharif. Uh, that's giving new names to uh, uh, landmarks within uh, Jerusalem of, of things that uh, belong to the Jews, things that have that a lot of things that's in our scriptures that, uh, and, uh, that's similar to, uh, to, to these uh, ancient landmarks, uh, moving the landmarks. Uh, this land belonged to the Jews according to scripture. Uh, and uh, this... Uh, uh, executive Board of uh, 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 Sub-Entity of the United Nations uh, passed a resolution calling it by a different name. These landmarks giving them uh, Muslim names instead of uh, their Jewish names. And uh, that's stealing the land away from the Jews. And, uh, Amen. And our prayer is that the, uh, Israel's leaders will resolve not to go along with that kind of stuff. And uh, that they will stand strong in their resolve to uh, to settle the Holy Land, to settle the, uh, uh, the land that God gave them. It's their true inheritance that belongs to them. It's their righteousness. Thank you, Lord. Father Israel is going through so much with their territory and land and Father in their region where they have to deal with in enemies uh coming in and just removing uh big plots of land away from them, God, not allowing them to even uh, settle out or even sell, but just go in and just take over. God, a takeover spirit is what their enemies have. Father, right now, the righteousness need to come in. Father, you need to send your angels to go in and not just minister to the people, but go in and fight on their behalf. Father, right now, 
I believe that you can turn the enemies around and and rebuke these laws that's coming up that's allowing them to take territory without consequence, God. Father, I know that you can do these things. In your son, Yeshua's name, amen. We're going to go into confession and repentance and intercession. And once again, we start out by repenting for failing to pray daily for Israel and Jerusalem. Many believers never pray for, for Israel. And even a lot of Jews don't either. Um, most Jews, most of the world's Jews live in the United States. Really? We pray that the Jewish people will be steadfast to proclaim Israel's boundaries are eternal and unchangeable. The boundaries that were set, that uh, Moses set uh, in the in the Book of Numbers, uh, and indeed this is the land that God gave them. Uh, 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 that it was, well, it was actually a portion of the land that God gave to Abraham. But the land that they were to settle uh, was all of the land between, basically between Syria and Egypt, uh, west of the Jordan River, and all the way to the Mediterranean Ocean, uh, Sea. And uh, that was the, the land that, that uh, they settled uh, when the Israelites entered the land of Canaan. Uh, they settled in that land. Uh, those were their boundaries at that time. There is coming a day when they were, the boundaries will be pushed all the way to the Euphrates River uh, on the east, uh, all the way into Egypt, uh, pretty much all the way to the to the Nile, and uh, further up into Syria, fishing that land too. Uh, the whole land that was promised to Abraham in Genesis uh, 15. We pray that the Jewish people will steadfastly proclaim their boundaries. Are eternal and unchangeable. For our corporate meditation and prayer, something to think about, something to pray about. Uh, Anti-Semitism, hatred of the Jews, is rising in Australia. According to a Jewish report, hate speech and harassment increased by more than one-third in the past year. A, a 2015 report showed that 312 incidents, an increase of 35% over the previous year. Anti-Semitism is rising. I didn't know it was rising in Australia, too. I know it's rising in Europe quite a bit. It is. I, mean, I thought I thought Australia was more of a peaceful land. I didn't think that there would be too much hatred over there. Well, the enemy sows his seeds wherever he can. And when people don't follow the Lord's ways, they're going to hate. 
Sad to say. That is sad. Lord, turn our hearts to love Israel, to love the Jewish people, the people you claimed as your own special treasure. Our Father, we thank you that you chose the Jewish people to receive the revelation of your eternal ways. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Those chose the Jewish people to reveal himself, and he told them to tell the world. And because it was revealed to them, we can know about it too. We just studied it. Amen. Now we want to turn our thoughts to our nation. Yes, Lord. Pray for our leadership. Pray that our 2016 election process will align with Yahweh's way. Oh, Lord, have mercy on us. Father, we're going to pray for our 2016 election that will align with your word of Yahweh. Amen. Yahweh's ways, God. Father, I want you to touch the candidates that's in this election, God, with all of their perspective places, whether they're doing the presidency, the governmentship, God, the state senate, the leaders that's going to be coming aboard with the new president, God. Father, right now, let your word be revealed unto them. And let your ways exceed them right now in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. In the hearts of all candidates to Yeshua. Yeshua, yeah. May they all find salvation in him. We confess and repent that as we have failed to walk in Yahweh's way, we have become a reproach to his name. We as a nation are a reproach to God, a reproach to Yahweh. Father, we confess and repent that we have failed to walk in Yahweh's ways. We have become a reproach to his name. And, Father, we have failed to learn more of him so that we don't become a reproach. And, Father, as we continue to learn from him, I thank you, Lord, for how it will continue to lift us up, to remold us and reshape us in your way, Yahweh's ways, in your son's name. Amen. Give thanks that we have liberty in this nation to elect officials and speak truth and love to those who will hear. Ephesians 4 and 
four and fifteen states. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Amen. And to wrap up our prayer time, we worship and we praise and we give thanks. Our Father, we thank you for the high calling we have in Yeshua Messiah to proclaim and walk in your unchangeable ways. Amen. And Father, I thank you once again for this high calling that we have in Yeshua's name. Woo, God, that we can be refreshed and renewed as we continue to walk in the ways of Yeshua. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Any comments for tonight? Before we close, all right then, Dr. Slaughter, I'm going to ask you to give me a call in five minutes. Amen. I will see you guys tomorrow night. God bless. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep and cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us, turn his countenance upon us, and give us shalom in Yeshua's name. Amen.